This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hey, friends. Hi, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. We have got a great show for you guys today. First, we're going to talk about some parental controls you should be setting for your kids. This is something I think about all the time, and it's something that my husband sort of does for a living, my baby daddy, part of his job. It's super important. And then, just to lighten things up, we'll be doing some piping hot goss. Get your goss here. Get your hot cross goss. Your hot cross goss. Uh, and as always, we have your hashtag swag bag. But up next, take it away, small child. The tits and the sits. Do you want to go first? Because you've got them written down, goo-boo-boo. Sure. I just called you goo. Come on, goo. Goo-boo. I don't actually think I have any shits, believe it or not. I mean, good for you, girl. Since our last recording a week ago, I feel like a brand new fucking woman. Last week, I did a pretty intense gut health resetting where I wasn't eating carbs. And it wasn't a diet. It was just to reset my gut health. I only drank over the weekend, and it was very minimal. And I've still been eating whole foods, very healthy stuff. I'm eating starch again. But again, it's like I'm cooking basically everything. It's all very clean and very healthy. I got to tell you, I know we did a ad for Athletic Greens. Do you mean this that I'm drinking right now? I have never felt better in my life than I do taking Athletic Greens. I can't believe I'm this person. I hate that I love it but I love it. It's great. It has gotten my gut healthy. I have no brain fog. Guys, this is not a paid commercial either. Not at all. In fact, I wish it was because it's really expensive and I need some more. Half of last year, I would say I woke up every single day with a foggy ass brain and I thought, oh, it's because I'm drinking and imbibing and things too much and I'm tired. I really think it was just all tied to my gut and just my health. And, you know, as a result, I've dropped a couple of pounds because I'm not drinking and I'm eating pretty clean, which is a nice added bonus, but it's not really anything I care too much about. I have also quit smoking. That's a big deal. I did a smoking hypnosis, two sessions, and it was $500. Let me preface with that. $500, which yes, is a lot of money. And also no, is not a lot of money when it comes to your health, my health, and something that I've done on and off for quite some time and is very bad for me. Yeah, there's no findings that show that it's good even a little. No, nothing. It's not like one glass of red wine a day helps prevent, you know, whatever. Right. There's no findings that even say like, it's okay for you. No, it's like this shit will kill you. So I went to Hudson Mind, Body, Spirit in Edgewater and she said, oh, you know Carrie? And I said, oh, I wasn't going to bring her up because you know how Carrie is. She's a busybody. She knows everybody. And I figured the odds of everybody knowing her are not that high. And she goes, no, I do know her. And I said, oh, great. She's the best. Yeah, we've done deep meditation together. She's also one of the most stunningly beautiful women. Gorgeous. She's got the bone structure of Angelina Jolie. I know. The first time I met her, I'm like, I don't know if I want to be her or be with 
with her. All of it was great, but really the most incredible part was real hypnosis. I have only done hypnosis one other time, and that was a past life regression. My dad is a hypnotist, so I've done it many times. That makes sense. I really kind of questioned that experience because I was so present. No one could have made me cluck like a chicken in that moment if I didn't want to. And you know what? That's what hypnosis is. I never knew this. You're fully awake during all of it. Yeah, you can't be hypnotized to do something you don't want to do. You have to have an idea that you want to do it. Yeah. The first day was just really incredible. And then the second session, there were some very moving parts of it. I cried a little bit. It felt very healing. I'll be very honest. I have had about one cigarette a day since my smoking cessation. Last night, I finished the remainder of that pack and I'm not buying any more. My mood has really not been too bad. I have had cravings, but I have a lot, a lot, a lot of healthy food in the house right now. So I'm just eating stuff like that, fruit, yogurt, and granola and shit like that. So anyone who is a smoker and is kind of looking for that easy pill to swallow to get it all to go away, I would recommend smoking hypnotherapy. I would recommend and doing it in person as opposed to doing it over Zoom. It may work over Zoom. I really couldn't tell you, but for me, I needed to be in person. They sent me a recording I can now listen to. It's been a very good week. I'm feeling like my old self and kicking ass again, and it's great, and I'm just happy. Lindsay is also an amazing, clarescent intuitive. Yeah, I'm going to go to her in a couple of months for a spiritual cleansing. She teaches people how to hone their psychic skills, and she asked for people to help her students come and do a read. And I did one like a round table for all her students where they read me. So they all read you? There was like 15 students and then three of them read me. Oh my God, that must have been very intense. I really recommend Lindsay at Hudson Mind, Body, Spirit if you're in New Jersey or New York. All right. So my tits are my new mantra for this year is to treat my goddess body like the goddess that she is. It just came to me one morning when I woke up and I was like, oh, okay. As you know, Ashley and I this year decided not to do the resolutions thing. And so I just was like, okay, how can I reframe my life in a way that is more positive, not full of a ton of changes, but kind of a different mindset of how I'm looking at things. My body has been a huge issue in so many different ways. And I was like, you know what? I have a fucking goddess body and I need to treat her like the fucking goddess that she is. What a nice perspective. I like that for you. Sort of like the idea of your body is your temple, yeah, but a little more fun because goddess body allows you to be like, goddesses definitely did drink wine. Yes. Gives you like a little bit more of a leeway. And so part of that was a brand new massage subscription place opened up in Montclair. I went and I joined. And so I get two massages a month and it's discounted. I used to go to Massage Envy because my parents had a thing and they would give me one every once in a while. It's sort of that idea, except it's this place called Now. And it's kind of bougie, but the price was really good. And they just automatically charge your card for two massages a month. I spend that money on freaking stuff I see on Instagram. So let's not do that and instead make myself feel good from the inside instead of band-aiding by purchasing things. I'm getting two massages a month and I decided to do Orange Theory, which is another workout thing because, you know, the reality of getting older is that I just am not heart healthy anymore. It takes a lot more for me to be in good health. And I don't know if it's menopause, it's being 
almost 45. It's having had COVID. I am not thriving. I'm just not. That's how I was feeling. I totally understand. So I did an Orange Theory class and, you know, I've tried other things like CrossFit and whatever. I have to say, I was really pleasantly surprised because, again, this is not an ad. They focus on recovery of your heart, not about weight loss or muscle gain. A lot of the cultures of those other places are fat loss, weight loss, whatever. This is about pushing your heart and then seeing how quickly it recovers, which is what you need to live a long, healthy life. I'm almost positive tapping into your heart rate in a certain way with working out also does help with weight loss. I know that's not why you're doing it. Well, I burned 628 calories in one hour, so I'm sure I did. I mean, there's also different ways of burning calories. For some people, walking is more effective in terms of weight loss. I know that's not what you're doing it for. That was the whole thing. They weren't like, you have to run or you have to walk. They were just like, the goal is to get your heart rate in this zone and then to have it recover in this zone. And you do what you need to do to try to do that. And that's the goal. Yeah. And so it was like a competition against yourself instead of a competition against other people because you're so focused on your heart rate numbers. I just really enjoyed it. Good. I'm sore as heck, but in a good way. And it's just part of my treat my goddess body like the goddess that she is. You want to nap? Great. Nap. You want to have a glass of wine every once in a while? Great. I just realized that I've been so mean to my body. I just want to appreciate her and say, you had a baby at 40 and everybody's okay. You do really good. You're a workhorse. I just want to be like, good job. My are, I just can't shake the sickness that we've all had. That's all. You're out of whack for so long. I've just been going to bed at like 7.45 and it's almost like, am I depressed? But I'm not depressed. I'm just exhausted. This was my whole December and this is why I just couldn't do it anymore. It had just gotten to me so badly. So I totally understand. That's my only shit, really. I'm hoping that all these steps that I'm taking will help and I definitely feel better than I did before, but the exhaustion is really Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. So the first segment comes from our favorite place to get information, the New York Times. Although the New York Times has been having a couple of faux pas lately. Yes, it is still my favorite place, but yes. It's probably the most reputable, but there are some issues. This is about technology and parental controls on smartphones. It's so interesting because now that I'm working in a school, I see what all kids of different ages, what they have. Like, do they just have what I like to call the dumb watch, which is a watch that can just text and make a call to like three people or do they have phones? Like, what is it? Here's some guidelines that they recommend and I'll go through them and you can tell me what you think, Ash. Okay. So first is set the rules. So this idea that like, here's your device. This is what I expect from you now that you have this device. And so some examples of what setting the rules mean, because that's like pretty blanket statement. Texting, for instance, tell them to please be respectful for the people that you are texting and those around you. 
and be careful and assume that private texts are not private. What does be respectful mean in regards to texting? I think it means, one, don't be texting like in school. No one you should be texting? Don't use texts for bullying and stuff. Okay. Don't be like, oh my God, did you see that girl in her big butt or whatever? I mean, I do that on texting. But you're not a child. No. Kids don't get the long game. Their brains literally don't understand the long game. Right. And they're like, hey, anyone can see these texts. You could get in real trouble. I'm trying to tell you that there is a long game and you have to be careful. Yeah. So calling. This is interestingly specific and good. And I feel like you should tell this to old people. Probably because children don't ever make phone calls anymore. Verify the caller or text and do not respond if you don't know them. Always answer the phone when it's a parent or caregiver. Yeah. Okay. So taking pictures. Ask permission before you take a pic or a video or forward any pictures or videos that have someone else in them. Don't publicly embarrass people. Don't post someone's photo, especially if it's unflattering without their permission. Fair. I would add to that, remember that this is not private. Yes. Nothing is private. I mean, your phone is kind of private. You mean posting? No, nothing's private. If you take a picture on your phone, someone can hack into your phone. Someone can find that picture. Your friend can take your phone. Don't take any pictures that you don't want seen. Okay, fair. Also, why are children taking nudes? When I say children, I don't mean like seven-year-olds, like teenagers. When I think about our teenage years, it was so pure. No, I would have taken a nude as a teenager if I had a phone. Really? Yeah, I would have. Okay. Here's to you, other carries out there. Okay, apps and downloads. This is what scares me. Oh, really? See, this isn't the one that scares me. Because there's sneaky ways to have apps that you can hide. That's what scares me. Apps, games, music, and in-app upgrades can cost real money. Please follow the family rules on that. We have that discussion with Sebastian. And also, you can set parental settings so that they can't do that stuff. You may not be able to access everything if the parental permission control settings are on. And we'll talk more specifically about what those settings are. Okay. Posting. Think before you post. Be choosy about what you post from your phone. Be safe. Sharing private information and using location services can be risky. Pretty much your kids' location services should be off aside from your parent find my phone. Right. Creating a family group. So there are many different ways, both on Android and iOS, family sharing or family link. So family sharing is the Apple version and family link is the PC version or Android. An organizer can add multiple user accounts to a group, but certain accounts can control, like the parent account or whatever, can control what the other accounts can see and do. And they also will only show the location settings and the access to just the people in that group. We have this with Sebastian and his iPad. Tablet controls can use those same settings as the iPhone, and even the Apple Watch can do it as well. So for Amazon, Amazon has something called Amazon Kids Plus subscription. There's also something called Bark Phone, Gab Phone, and Pinwheel. And then third-party subscriptions you can add onto your devices and your iPad. Bark makes one, Net Nanny, and I don't even know how to say this, Custodio. I'm sorry, what are these? I don't understand. They're third-party apps that you would download onto your iPad or onto a computer. That do what, though? The parent can set controls on. Other than what you could normally put in your control settings? Yes. Okay. For instance, Lee does this for his clients a lot. It could be like, your kid can only go to these five websites. Oh, okay. Any of these apps take care of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm bastardizing it because I don't have any of these yet, but it'll send an email to you immediately about your kids, what they're doing on the thing. I'm going to need that soon. That's a third-party app that you can put on anything aside from these phone ones and these watch ones. Okay, cool. So I'm sure there's plenty more, but I felt like this was already pretty overwhelming for me as a parent. It's just a lot. Ashley and I have talked about how even on kids' YouTube, we've seen Nazi propaganda and I saw a whole pro 
crow eating disorder thing on kids' YouTube and was horrified. And so really, we just have to assume very sadly that no place is safe. Yeah. And so we just have to do everything we can to ensure that we know what's happening to try to keep our kids safe. So in this vein, we wanted to kind of enlighten parents about something that we've seen that's happening. So on TikTok, there's a creator named Ashley Flower. She has a crime podcast. I heard of her before this TikTok. So Ashley Flower's Crime Junkie. The FBI is trying to get this info out into the world. So we wanted to share it with you guys. There have been 7,000 reports about online sextortion of minors. What's not clear is whether kids are sending these pictures of themselves naked. Again, your phone can be hacked. Right. Somehow people are getting their hands on these nudes of children, essentially. There have been 3,000 victims, primarily boys, and it has resulted in a dozen suicides, which is terribly sad. Essentially, these kids are being extorted by other people over naked pictures of them, and they're internalizing it. And when they are too scared to go for help, sometimes they kill themselves because of being scared to talk to their families. People are getting photos of these kids and threatening to share the photos unless they get money. And I guess there was a spike during the holidays when kids were getting money. So these are some tips. Firstly, parents, remember that the predator is to blame, not you or your children. You need to talk to your kids about this. Obviously, our kids are too young, you and I, Carrie, but other people who have maybe 14-year-olds, it's not too young to be talking to your kids about this. You need to get help before deciding to pay the money. So report the account. Do not delete anything. Take a screen recording. Take a screen grab. Make sure you have proof. You can report it at either missingkids.org slash is your explicit content out there, or you can leave a tip for the FBI at 1-800-CALL FBI or tips.fbi.gov. So just have a talk with your kids about it and know that you have options because this is a scary situation and you know what it is to be a teenager and feel like it's the end of the world. Like there's nothing you can do to fix it and we don't want our kids to feel like that. This is very specifically horrible, but I think the larger conversation is to remind our kids, however we can, that we're on their team regardless. Totally. We talked about that piece of paper that a kid can take out and say, I need you to listen to me. Please don't yell. Yeah. There's a kind of, I know it's bad, but you can tell me anything and I will help you. We're a team. 100%. And that starts at a young age too, but it gets even more important when real bad shit starts happening. I think you have to lay the groundwork when your kids are very, very small that they can always come talk to you and trust you about it. It can't be that you've been one way and then all of a sudden when they're 14, it's like, no, 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 but you can come talk to me. You know, they have 14 years of experience going against that. Not to say it's ever too late, just for those of us who have smaller kids, kids, I think, start laying that groundwork at a young age. Let's do some hot goss. Get your hot goss here. Let's start with our bingo card update in that nothing has happened from our bingo card. We're not smart enough or psychic enough. I don't think Britney's deceased anymore. No. I do think that people are photoshopping and green screening her in things. I don't know who's doing it. There was a whole thing that maybe she wants to be disappeared and so she's doing it. I don't think she's doing it because she has been like, I wasn't at that party. I wish I was. I would love to go to a birthday party. 
party, haven't been to a birthday party in 170, 100 million years. I think that her team that isn't hired by her, I think it includes Sam. There's no way it doesn't include Sam. Sam and the dad are friends. There's no way he would have been in her life during all of that if he wasn't somehow involved. It wouldn't be possible. And I think she was excited to have a companion who was good looking, but doesn't mean she's free. I think that Sam and her dad are photoshopping her in pictures and green screening her in things. I'm not really sure what the end game is. No, me neither. Because it's a really mixed bag. Sometimes it's to say, no, she is free. She's out and about. She was at this person's birthday party. And sometimes it's like she looks insane. I think she is off her meds and I think she probably is not doing well. But I also think that all those posts of her are not her. Also, being off your meds and not doing well doesn't mean that you should be under conservatorship. She was put on all these meds against her will. Maybe she's just trying to completely get off it. And not all of them she needed. I'm sure she needs some of them. Right. She was on a cocktail that made her a zombie and she doesn't deserve that. No. Brittany's been doing a lot of collabs. I think because she's not actually doing anything. I don't think it's her. I think it's her team being like, how can we make more money? Yeah, maybe. That would make sense. Elton John never met her. They were just using old vocals. Wait, she's never met Elton John? That can't be true. I mean, recently. They didn't record together is what you mean. Right. There's one whole album right when the conservatorship started that is definitely not her voice. They just slapped her on there and had someone else sing because she wouldn't sing. That's the one after Circus. Yeah. I think that these collabs were planned and it's probably not even her singing. They can do so much with technology of just taking old vocals. Crazy. I know. They said that now, or they're right on the cusp of it, you can have Alexa recreate the voice of somebody who's passed. So that they can talk to you. That's fucking weird. That's a Black Mirror episode. That's a little too weird. Also probably very nice if you're missing someone. I don't know. Did you hear the Google thing? The head guy from Google quit because they had created AI that they believe is sentient. Which means it has feelings for anyone who doesn't know. And that shit's terrifying. Anyway, there was supposed to be a Britney-Beyonce collab. It's not happening. My hope in my secret mind is that Beyonce was like, I know that this is not Britney. Hell no, I'm not giving you more money. But I don't know if that's the case. I mean, I would hope so. When somebody is so idolized like Beyonce, obviously Britney too, but you would hope that she would do the right thing. And I have a little faith that she would. Let's hope, but it's not happening regardless. Although that would have been bomb. Would it really have been? Britney's not going to be bringing anything all that exciting to it. Peak Britney and peak Beyonce would be bomb. This is the other thing. People need to get rid of the idea of peak Britney. Peak Britney has not existed for so long and I don't think she will. Will never happen again. No. Listen, I would love to go back to the late 2000s, early 2000s, Oh, God, slave for you, Brittany. Oh. Not even just in regards to Brittany, just in regards of like the state of the world. I would love to go back to that place. It ain't happening. That's not where we are. I'd be willing to wear low jeans again. If it was going to like correct all the things that have happened, I'd wear low jeans for that. If it was in that body I had at that time where wearing those kinds of jeans didn't look awful, sure, okay, maybe. I'm just saying for the good of humanity, getting rid of COVID, having Brittany be free. (laughs) You would wear low rise jeans. I would wear low rise jeans. It all rests on this. With my gut hanging out. (laughs) It would hit right where my C-section scar is and then my menopause belly would just flop over it. You know, you'd see my butt crack. It's fine. Uh, I'm doing it for you guys, okay? I love this, but moving on. Harry 
Prince Harry. I just don't care. Stop talking about doing cocaine with Courtney Cox. I don't care. I care so much. I want to know all the Prince Harry gossip. We have never had access to true stories of royalty before, and I'm eating it up. I am so into it. I love it. Maybe it's an age difference. I just don't care. Maybe it is. All I can tell you is I love having the access. I love having the true stories. The only thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, other than what we've talked about with Meghan Markle, and even her, I like. There was a video of her doing a really ridiculous dance that made me happy. And they were like, this is how she won him over. She was a terrible dancer. I saw a video and somebody was like, she's just not funny. And it's true. She seems very intelligent. She's beautiful. She seems kind. Yeah, I don't fuck with not funny people. Maybe it's just that she's bland in personality and tries to have more of one and it just comes off a certain way. Anyway, the thing that's really rubbed me the wrong way about all this Prince Harry shit is why go on this PR tour about everything? And last night I started to watch the Michael Strahan ABC News interview with him that's on Hulu. And I realized the most tragic thing that happened in his life was the death of his mother. And he can literally blame paparazzi and the monarchy. So wouldn't you take out your revenge? Wouldn't you try and expose all of it and take away the power by setting free the truth? I wonder why the older brother doesn't also feel that way. I think because he's a part of the machine. He wants to be king. He's going to be the king of England and he wants to keep it going. Mother loss is such a big deal. Huge deal. Especially a woman that was not only his mother, truly a whole nation loved this woman. She was an extremely philanthropic and wonderful woman. 100%. Now that I made that connection last night, like, oh, it's just because this machine is to blame for the death of his mother. And the royal family was horrible to her. And also, he's now met somebody that he's in love with and she's suffering. I get it. I like them even more for it now. I still don't care, but I love that you care. I'm all in hook, line, and sinker. God bless. Jen Shaw from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City sentenced to 6.5 years. The government had requested 10 years. She defrauded elderly people, which is another level of hell. She took advantage of people who didn't know any better. I'm not saying steal money from the government, but one thing is fucking with your taxes. The other thing is maliciously taking the life savings of elderly people. Right. I personally think Jen Shaw might be one of the worst people in the world. And then with that extra money she had, she bought fake Gucci, fake Chanel. (laughs) She has shown no accountability in any sense of the word. This whole season that we're currently in, you're probably not watching it, right? I gave up. She should be on a redemption tour. Who punched Heather? 100% in my mind is Jen Shaw, but that's a whole other thing. Heather is milking that. The whole show needs to go away after Jen Shaw. There is not one redeeming person on this show. It's not going to be good. Jen Shaw was the only one that brought it, and I hated watching her. Right. She is a terrible person. She went out to dinner at an expensive restaurant the night that she was sentenced because she got a shorter sentencing with 20 people. Do you know how expensive that dinner must have been? She probably was a shitty tipper, too. I want to know why nobody is holding Coach Shaw accountable in the way that they're holding Erica Jane accountable. Essentially, it's the same thing. They're the spouse of somebody who was defrauding people, stealing money from innocent people. Why is Erica Jane being held more accountable than Coach Shaw? Because she's a woman. Don't forget, Coach Shaw was a lawyer before he was an assistant coach, okay? Anyway, Golden Globes. I didn't watch it. I 
didn't watch it either. I don't care anymore. Jennifer Coolidge won. I know. God bless. I loved her speech. Evidently, Eddie Murphy, still funny. Good to know. He said, there's three things you have to know in life. I don't remember what the first two were, but the last one is keep Will Smith's wife's name out of your mouth. <laughs> I, know. I do know that one of the dudes, maybe it was the host. Gerard Carmichael. Yeah. Who? I don't even know who that is. He's a comedian. I think he recently just came out. Oh, his outfit was fabulous. I really did yeah. like his outfit. But he made a Scientology Tom Cruise joke that did not go well. Shelly Miskovich. Yeah. P.S. He's gone too. David. Yeah. They can't find David either. No, they cannot. Well, Eddie Murphy made a joke about Nick Cannon's pullout game. <laughs> Because Eddie Murphy has like eight kids. You know, the other thing from the Golden Globes, I would just say is that these shows just are not what they used to be. Even no. the fashion. I looked and I was like, nothing's blowing me away. I love Jennifer Coolidge, but she always does that same look, that same silhouette. That vampy. Yeah, I mean, good for her. How is Margot Robbie so gorgeous and constantly just dresses so... I know. Actually, there was a thing. She had a contract with... Chanel, except that's over. And then last night she wore Chanel again. And also, once again, looked... Dowdy. I don't understand how it happens. There's Chanel that you can wear that's not dowdy. I don't know. I'll never wear Chanel. Chanel's a Nazi, so. Yeah. That Anna girl from Queen's Gambit. Anna Joyce Taylor. First of all, looking at her, her eyes are so far apart. She's very strange looking to me. She's beautiful, but her outfits are always like, why are you wearing that? And then also that Jenny Ortega girl who's absolutely beautiful. That dress didn't wow me either. No. I was just like, ew, what is this? Oh, the funny part of the night, and I actually thought this was hysterical was Regina Hall, who was wearing this leather number that, again, did nothing for me. She was like, and the winner is Kevin Costner. And then there was like a canned response that was like, Kevin Costner can't be here because of the flooding in Santa Barbara or wherever he lives. And she was like... Okay. I have disliked Kevin Costner for so long. Kevin Costner seems like such a tool bag. And my mom is insisting I watch Yellowstone. She's like, you're going to love it. My biggest thing is he never tries to do an accent. He'll be playing a British reporter. Everyone else in the movie's British. He doesn't even freaking try a British accent. He just seems like such a smug asshole. So many people try and are not good at it. Like Leonardo DiCaprio is terrible at accents, but at least he tries. You're like, okay, I guess it's just not your thing. But Kevin Costner doesn't even try. I mean, respect, I guess. Did you see the menu? Speaking of Anna Joyce Taylor. No, I have to though, because my friend's in it. Who's your friend? She's one of the creepy chefs. I loved it. I thought it was a really weird, interesting concept. I thought it was really fun. I liked it. Her name's Christina Bracado. Of all the creepy chefs, other than Ray Fiennes, she has like a pretty big part. I know. She's an amazing actress. The chick that they cast as the hostess, that might be the best casting I've ever seen in my life. The movie is so weird. It's not a feel-good movie, but I don't really like scary things that much, and I just thought it was a really interesting plot. And I love, love, love Nicholas Holt so much. He's just so attractive to me and such a good actor. Oh, I have one more secret hot goss for you. Oh, what? Finally, our dreams have been answered. Ben Affleck. I know! Is the Dunkin' Donuts spokesperson. Eve is going to get so upset with us because she hates Ben Affleck. Eve's our editor. Nothing has ever been so perfect. It's so authentic. We know it's somebody endorsing a product that they truly love, which I love. He's tried to get that campaign for so long, like us with Clorox and New Face, and finally they listened. And it just seems so real. No one's blowing smoke up our ass. It's bro in the way that he's bro It's a slam dunk. The donuts and the coffee, they hit the spot. Are they really good? Now, really, it's a lot like Ben Affleck. Whoever made that happen needs a raise. They should do a special holiday cup run with his tattoo on it, his back <laughs> tattoo. 
<laughs> you know, Starbucks has the special holiday cups and everyone's like, ooh, the holiday cups are here. They should do a holiday cup with Ben Affleck's crazy <laughs> double dragon tattoo. I believe it's a phoenix rising from the ashes, my friend. Whatever it is, it's terrible. <laughs> oh, I love that. Do you think when J-Lo is making out with him, she makes him wear a shirt so she doesn't see it? I mean, the good thing is there's not really doggy style with men. So it's not like she's ever really facing it that much. I think she sleeps in a cryo chamber and doesn't want anyone touching her. I love that TikTok hates Jennifer Lopez. It is the funniest shit to me. I saw this TikTok with this Latino woman who is breastfeeding her baby in the TikTok. And she's like, sometimes I like to imagine what it would be like if Selena never died. Because if Selena never died, we would never have J-Lo. And that would be truly amazing. And then she showed a really cringy picture of Jennifer Lopez now, who's 50-something, in a weird crop corset top. And she's like, we can blame Yolanda for that too. Nothing makes me laugh harder than people getting really upset about how Jennifer Lopez is going to be doing the Whitney Houston tribute. People are so upset. They're like, there's even white people who would be better at this. Kelly Clarkson would be better. Mariah Carey would be amazing. Ariana Grande, I think I'd rather. Yes. And I don't even like her, but she's got a good voice. It's just, you don't understand what the fuck she's saying ever. It's <laughs> there are a zillion people who would be better than Jennifer Lopez, who doesn't even sing her own songs. How about Jennifer Hudson? Oh, queen of my heart is my first choice, Jennifer Hudson. I'm not loving her as a talk show host, though. There's only a few people that really can have enough to be a good talk show host. Oh, one more. Gwen Stefani is Japanese. <laughs> says that she's Japanese. She was just recently asked about her Harajuku girl days in the early 2000s. And she's like, it's not cultural creepy. I'm Japanese. I'm going to be very honest, and this is something that could get me canceled. Oh my God. I don't know if you should. Are you Japanese? No, I am not Japanese. I do, however, understand loving a culture so much that you want to be a part of it. Yeah, but you can't say that you actually are. I'm not disagreeing with that. I just think she handled it so poorly. I'm going to be very honest with you. I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less, Ashley. When The View first started, all I wanted was to die and come back as Star Jones so badly. I loved Star Jones. God, I would not say that out loud. I loved Star Jones. I just thought she was a powerful, strong fucking woman. Now, I don't love Star Jones. But as an 11, 12-year-old girl, I was all about Star Jones. I thought she was powerful as a woman, okay? That being said, enough has happened in society where if, let's say, I still felt this way, I would not then go (laughs) and do press saying I am black. I know, but even I have the sense not to do that. And I think that's the issue is like, you don't have the wits about you to say like, whether I feel this way. Why doesn't she just say, I really loved Japanese culture and I wasn't appropriate. I just was celebrating Japanese culture. Right. This was my way of celebrating a culture that I loved so much and wanted to be a part of. Guys, you need to read that Allure interview. That shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. One more thing. Also, I think she's on drugs now. Anyway, go ahead. In people who I never thought I'd be saying had really good work done, Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler has had a freshening. She had some bad work done when she hosted the Oscars. I've been watching Baking It on Peacock with Sebastian. He's into it. The newest season with Maya Rudolph. And she doesn't look processed. There's nothing I can really look at and be like, oh, she had that done. She just looks fresh. She got like a Blake Lively. Yeah, except she's in her 50s. She got 
out of Reese Witherspoon? Because I think Reese Witherspoon did a good job with her face. I think Amy Poehler had an upper mini facelift, but she just looks fresh and good. I'm still so upset about the divorce. With Will Arnett? Yeah. Why? I like them together. I listen to Smartless way too often. I hate that show. I don't like Jason Bateman. I think Jason Bateman is a fucking asshole. I like the show. I can't stand him. And Will Arnett really irritates me. He has moments where I think he's really funny. And I don't like the guy from Will and Grace either. Oh, I love him. Sean Hayes. Speaking of divorces, I'm still not over. I need to know what happened with Ali Wong. What happened with that marriage? Oh, I don't know. And then she dated Bill Hader and she's back with him, apparently, Bill Hader. Oh, really? Bill Hader must lay some pipe. That's what Rachel Bilson said. He had the best stick she'd ever had. Wow. Huge. Yeah, huge doesn't mean anything. Well, he knows how to use it. He's the Pete Davidson of comedy. Well, no, Pete Davidson's in comedy too. I refuse to believe Pete Davidson knows what he's doing. Girls just like him because he's funny. I don't think in any way Pete Davidson is probably good in bed. I think Bill Hader in real life isn't funny. I've met Steve Martin a couple times and he's not a funny person. No. He's funny for hire, but in real life he is not funny. I think Bill Hader might be the same way. I remember when he first started on SNL, I was at Trailer Park Bar yep. on 23rd and I was outside smoking a cigarette and he walked by and I went, <gasps> Bill Hader. And I didn't mean to. I wasn't trying to get his attention. I just said his name and he looked at me very startled. And I was like, Ugh. and I turned around and went inside the bar. His favorite sketch of his on SNL that I like is when he pretends to be Al Pacino trying to talk to somebody to get his bank account information. The countertop is raised. So he looks really short. He's like, yeah, uh, service member. And then he's like, I want to buy one of those uh, magic mattresses. Hoo-ah, magic mattress. You know Topher from TikTok? Yeah. That little kid that's like, I'm Topher. Yeah, I hate that kid. Somebody was like, I'm convinced that's just Bill Hader. <laughs> and then they showed a clip of Bill Hader doing basically a Topher voice. It was very good. Very spot on. Hashtag swag bag. I've got two. 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 Smoking hypnosis. For anyone who's a smoker, I'm going to leave a link to the place that I went to, but obviously not everyone is in New Jersey. And I am going to also say Athletic Greens. Guys, we are not going to get a kickback in any way from this, but I was looking at old notes and we have the web address, athleticgreens.com slash momtrage. We don't have a promo code and it doesn't seem anybody has a promo code, but by going through a partner link, you get a discount. Again, we get no kickback. I am just trying to help you out because it's $100 a bag. Yeah. That's it. I'm again doing a do-over, which I'm sorry, guys, but I'm trying not to buy that many things. The Bandolier iPhone case. I... I'm on a iPhone case with a strap attached kind of kick. And this one has like a little wallet. And I'm like a mini influencer because two people in my neighborhood went and bought them too. Because they're like, what's that? I was like, oh, it's a bandolier bag. It's this. And they're like, oh, cool. So guys, you heard it here. I'm a mini influencer. Now they have a bigger thing. There's a couple different variations that you can get. And I change out my straps. I have one that looks like kind of a snake chain. So that if I'm dressy, it looks like a necklace. And I have my BDS&M leather looking one, you know, as I do. There you have it, guys. Another week in the books. We love you so much. And we'll check you later. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. 
So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com. 